Hey everyone, this is Jess. Um, I just wanted to give a quick little um, disclaimer. There is some triggering stuff in here. Uh, we talk about some stuff that happened to us um, as when we were kids. So um, just please take care while listening. And also, we tried recording this episode probably like four or five times. Um, and crazy stuff kept happening. Like my mic wouldn't work or the program logged Sandra out. So um, there is a spot where it's like a little choppy, but I did my best. So um, I hope you enjoy the message. And as always, thank you for your support. Bye. Welcome to One Thing Another Podcast with Jess and Sandra. Um, today we're going to be talking about self-worth and kind of the challenges that come with it, what kind of brought us to have issues with our own self-worth. Um, just wanted to give kind of a trigger warning. We will be talking about some sensitive topics that may be triggering to some people, and we just wanted to kind of give a warning before that because that's not our intention to trigger others, but we just felt it was an important topic to talk about. So, Sandra, do you want to get us started? Yeah, I just think it's like super important to like um, spread some awareness as far as um, childhood traumas. I think we do a horrible job on, and I'm talking some like experience. Um, and I guess I'll start by giving a little story on my childhood. Um, when I was about three years old, um, I had a family member who wasn't really a family member, I guess like you can say. He was more of like a, my mom and I are immigrants. Um, so we came to America when I was three years old. And um, my mom didn't know anybody. She, um, she just thought that, you know, by bringing me over here, I would have like a better lifestyle. So we ended up living with <clears throat> one of her faraway cousins, I guess you can say. Um, and if anybody knows like a Mexican family, you know that there's at least like six people living in that family and in, in that house. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a, there's about, let me see, it was me and my mom, my uncle, his wife, his kids, her mom and dad, and then she had two of her brothers living there. My aunt, two brothers. Jesus. So my mom- That's a full-ass house. Huh? That's a full-ass house. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom used to go to work, and again, I was I'm pretty sure, I'm, it was three or four. I was three or four. Um, my mom used to go to work, and um, her mom, my aunt's mom used to watch us while they were all at work and her um or one of her brothers um had like a room in the back of the apartment and he used to always call me in there to um watch movies um and i was little i mean i was at the age of four you don't really know anything, you know, like mm-hmm. you, everyone, um, like I didn't have any fear of like 
being in a room with someone. Like, nobody ever set those boundaries. So I remember that he used to make me, like, lay down on the couch, and he would touch me. And, and I would just, like, sit there, like, you know, just letting this grown-ass man um, touch my little body. And it's just, like, I didn't think anything of it, you know? Like, I thought it was fucking normal. I was a little kid. Like, I didn't know anything better. Um, so that went off for, like, a few He ended up getting married and um, leaving the house. And then... Um, hold on, hold on. Can you... Um, Sandy. Like, years later, it happened again. Sandy. Um, with someone that my mom trusted to watch me. Um, so there was, like, an old lady that... Well, she wasn't really old, but, like, an older lady that lived on the street from us. And she was a really nice lady, like the sweetest lady. She had, the kids were good, um, but her husband was the predator. And he used to do the same thing. Um, I just thank God that like, I was never actually sexually, um, sexually like, a, or raped. Um, I think it was more of like, just like a touching thing. And, um, I don't know how much more traumatic that would have been, um, being touched by one of your uncles and then being touched by one of the caretakers that your mom trusted with, you know, taking care of you. And it wasn't until one day me and my mom were watching a show on TV and she was ironing. I like remember vividly. She was ironing my dad's work clothes. And um, in the show, they were talking about this girl. She was trying to tell her mom that she was being sexually assaulted, sexually raped. And that she brought her mom to the show so that she can tell her because she didn't think her mom would believe her. And I remember just like sitting at the edge of my bed, just like crying my eyes off. And cause at that moment I realized that I had been sexually assaulted, you know, by these two grown ass men. Like I never thought about it that way. Like I thought, I really thought it was like, like I thought that was something that was supposed to be done, you know? Like, I never mm -hmm. thought it was wrong. So hearing that show and, like, listening to this girl's stories, like, I remember just crying my eyes off. And I remember looking at my mom, and I told my mom, I was like, what would you do if I told you that this has happened to me? And my mom is, like, straight-up Mexican, you know? Like, mm -hmm. she did not want to hear it. She's like, don't... Don't tell me about that stuff. It's not true. Um, pretty much shut me down. And I remember, like, just freaking getting stabbed in the chest. Like, I just told my mom that this has happened to me and she didn't care. You know? 
And I never brought it up again after that, like till now years later, but I've lived with that freaking like guilt of for the longest of like, if I say something, like, am I going to ruin their life? Like, am I going to send them to jail and they have families? Like, can I do that? Like, would I be able to live with myself knowing that they went to jail because of me? Like, and it was just like a freaking guilt thing, like for me. Um, instead of me thinking about myself, and I think that's where it all stems from, the self-worth. Like yeah. instead of taking care of me and taking care of what they did to me, I put their feelings before mine. I was like, I can't put them to jail. Like their families, their kids are gonna miss them. Like how, how could I live with myself knowing that they went to jail? Um, so for the longest, um, I mean, I just, I've been dealing with it, you know, like I've been, um, living with it, not telling anybody. I think the first time I ever told someone finally, after like years of, um, allowing certain behaviors to be acceptable from like partners and just family and friends. Um, I remember telling my ex-husband about it. And um, I, remember, I remember telling him about it and he was like the very first person that I ever like really spoke to about it. And um, one time I remember getting into an argument with him and I don't know why or why he brought it up but i remember him bringing it up to me i remember him being like you have so many freaking issues because of what happened to you as a child and like i don't know if it came from like a to me it didn't feel like it came from like a concerned way it was like he was throwing it in your face i felt like it came like from a um I don't know, like he was like rubbing it in my face and I don't know, it was just, it did not feel good. You know, telling someone after years, finally expressing to them like what you've been through and your trauma and then them treat you like that, like it, it was more traumatic and it, it, it made me feel like everything that has happened to me, like I've deserved it. You know, I've deserved going through that and like I deserve not being able to be loved I deserve to not be able to be wanted like those going through that trauma to me felt like um if they felt if those two men felt that me as a little human being as a person was not worth not putting through that type of trauma, then why would anybody else want me? Like, why would I want myself? You know, like, yeah. why would I, why would I love myself when that happened to me? And it's just been like a constant struggle of, am I worth it? Um, I think that that's a, a big thing that people don't realize. Like, childhood stuff does affect like our self-worth. 
and kind of how we see ourselves because you think that like you did something wrong, you know, and then there's a lot of shame that comes behind those things happening to you. And then when people are not like receptive and like, you know, how you tried to tell your mom and she said, no, like, I don't want to hear it, whatever. Um, those things, they put like a huge impact on us because then we end up holding stuff inside and we never want to express ourselves or say anything to people because we're afraid that they're going to reject us, you know? Um, I was also molested as a kid. Um, I was probably around the same age when it started. Um, and then I remember again when I was like around nine-ish um, and it was the same person and I never told my mom. Um, I think I told my dad like 2020, I don't know, I got drunk at his house one time and just spilled it out. Spilled <laughs> the beans, yeah. yeah. Um, and my brothers know, but um, I just, I never told her because it was kind of like, I didn't know, like the same thing, like I didn't know how she would react. Um, and I repressed the memories until I was like 17 and um, had gone out to dinner with like my high school boyfriend and uh, he was telling me about something that had happened to one of our friends. And like, obviously we've learned about like sexual assaults and like all that stuff and um, all this bad stuff happening. But I think that it was because it was somebody so close to me that it like triggered him. And I like broke down at the table in the middle of the restaurant. My boyfriend was like, what is going on? Um, and like cried because like everything came back. And I just remember being like three or four and asking my neighbor if he wanted to have sex with me. Um, and he was like, what the hell? You know, like, what the hell? Yeah. And it was just, he went and told my parents and it's, I don't think that they paid any attention to it. Like they, I don't remember them ever like asking me like, where did I hear that? Or, you know what I mean? Or like, how do I know about that? Because obviously at three or four, you should not know about that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that like similar to you, um, I've told, you know, exes and it's definitely been thrown in my face as well, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just fucked up because people like that is definitely not something to throw into somebody's face at all. And in relationships like you, like you said, like you hold on to that guilt for so long, you hold on to that shame. And I think shame is such a huge thing. Like, cause it makes, I don't know, to me, like when everything came back, like it just made me feel dirty and like made me feel like that's all I'm worth. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like something was taken from you. It's like a piece of you was taken from you and like, you just never get it back. And you try to like search for it in, in whatever situation, you know, like relationship, mostly relationships, but it's just kind of like that validation, like, no, nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. But then you end up being in a shitty relationship and then it just revalidates like that whole, this is what I'm worth. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think a huge part of that for me, <clears throat> and it's probably the reason why I, I personally don't think I've had like a healthy relationship. Like, and for years I've been ashamed of like feeling like this because, like you said, it makes you feel dirty. Like, it makes you feel worthless, you know? Like, for me, I think the biggest thing was always I thought sex was the thing that would keep a man you know mm -hmm. they took that from me they took me knowing what true love is away from me and all I knew was that they desired my body yeah. you know yep. they, they took away the innocence from me and they took away me learning you know boundaries because you i couldn't set any boundaries when i was that at that age i didn't learn how to set boundaries at all you know um when you're that early like that's what you taught me you taught me that my body was worth more than everything else i had to offer yeah so growing up, not knowing that that was the case, that I, you know, I had just, I had been a victim, not knowing that I was a victim, not knowing how to properly fix myself and heal myself from that traumatic experience. I went my whole life, you know, searching from what, for what, from what I thought was love, but in reality, I was looking for something you know easy or not easy but it's like our i thought all, all i had to offer was just sex to you yeah. know partners and like i'm gonna be 34 and i'm now learning you know because now i have two kids and i need them to have the best version of me and and how do you do that how do you teach your kids, you know, to not grow up the way that you grew up when you're not even healed yet. Yeah. But one of my biggest things now is looking back and, and like thinking like, shit, like I never really healed from what happened to me when I was young and then putting it all together. And it's like, and shit, because of that, I've done a, a Y and Z, you know, and I've allowed men to treat me like I was just an object. I didn't uh, allow them. I, I didn't set any boundaries <clears throat> to be like, no, I have more to offer than, you know, just sex. And even like with my ex-husband, like I think um, the boundaries there was just like, like self-sabotage, you know, like still thinking that I wasn't worth it. You yeah. know, still thinking that I wasn't worth the little things like, I don't know, like the simple things of like, take out the trash or, you know, like you, you start putting it all together and it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. I think that the boundaries thing is probably like one of the biggest things that that type of stuff has affected because like you said, we don't. We didn't 
learn boundaries because that was taken away from us. You know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. when it comes to like the little shit in relationships or even friendships, family, whatever type of relationship it is, we allow people to like, I guess essentially kind of walk all over us um, because we're like, oh, well, you know, they care about me. They're, it's, it's okay. Like, I don't want to fight or I don't want any problems. And we just have like this really warped sense of, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what the word is, but it's, it's crazy because like when I was younger, I mean, like I was 17, all those repressed memories came back. I tried to kill myself. Um, and then obviously it didn't work. Um, and then, I'm glad it didn't. Yes, me too. Um, and then like at 19, I was raped, tried to kill myself again. <laughs> um, and then what at 22, I was raped again. And then like even a few years ago, um, the last like dude I had had any type of sexual interaction with. Um, well, yeah, before I got with my ex, like took advantage of me, you know what I mean? Like, and it was like, so that's all I'm worth. Like all these people have taken this power from me and sacred. it's like, yeah. huh? The sake, it's a sacred thing. Yeah. And it's like, if they can just take it from me like so easily, then what's the point? You know what I mean? Like it's I clearly that's all I'm worth. That's all it is. That's the only thing anybody wants from me. Cause look at all these people that took it. So I went down a really dark path. Like I turned into like this person that when I look back, like I don't even recognize who that person is. Cause it's polar opposite of how I am now, you know, like a lot of people that I've been friends with for like, you know, 20 plus years, knew me back then and they're like you're a totally different person like it's so crazy because i was just angry and mean and i was like well if all i'm worth is sex then i'm gonna make sure i'm in at least control of it you know what i mean mm -hmm. so then it was like if i wanted somebody i made sure i got them you know and then when i didn't want them anymore then they were gone you know and I don't know when it flipped where now I'm a freaking simp, but <laughs> I still struggle big time with self-worth and I still struggle big time with um, boundaries, you know? Right. And, like, cause there's a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, even in my past relationship, like there was a lot of stuff that like, I definitely should have put my foot down with, but it was just kind of like, well, I have this person that loves me. So why, rock the boat you know what i mean like it's right. fine she loves me it's fine they love me whatever you know and even like in my last like situationship i i started to kind of get better with like boundaries and i would voice things that were bothering me because i'm like there's certain things that are just not okay when you're dating right. somebody you know like yep. and I would voice those and then instead of like being receptive to it it was only oh, you're complaining whatever but like when he would do stuff i would make excuses up in my head like um oh but you know he he didn't want a relationship he hasn't been in a relationship in a long time and then he chose to like actually want to give a relationship a shot with me so like i don't think he's doing anything stupid because like why would he jeopardize that or like you know 
And obviously that's not healthy either when you sit there and you make up excuses for other people. Right. Just so you can validate yourself and feel like you're worth it. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like a constant battle. Cause even now, like, I mean, that whole thing kind of blew up in my face and it was like, I was to me, it was like, I wasn't even worth like a conversation. Like he ended it on text message. Like, you know, like I wasn't even worth the conversation or I'm not, I feel like every single time we like op slightly start to like open up somebody or date somebody and we get ghosted or we get dropped for somebody else, like it just reinforces that whole, we're not worth it. You know what I mean? And we internalize it so much just because of everything else that's happened. Dude, 100%. And like, it like boggles my mind that I am 34. Well, I'll be, I'll say I'm 34 because I'm gonna be about to be 30. about to be 35 in like two I weeks. Know. <laughs> but it boggles my mind that it's taken me this long to realize all of this. But I'm glad I, I am realizing because I'm still single. You know, I, I have kids that are gonna be looking up to me. They're going to be needing advice and they're going to need life advice, dating advice, whatever it may be. And I am glad that I'm finally able to see how all this trauma has gotten me to where I am now and, and how setting boundaries, like it really does fucking mean something, you know, like I, if I start feeling weird about someone that I am talking to, like if I'm starting like a brand new relationship, I'm like, goodbye. Just one thing, you know, you could be the perfect person for me. I don't know. But if there's just one thing that I just don't feel comfortable with, I'm setting them boundary or I'm setting that boundary and I'm, you're gone. You know, yeah. you have self-worth now. I know my worth. I know what I bring to the table. You know, for the longest, I remember seeing memes and be like, I know what I bring to the table. And I was like, did you really though? <laughs> as long as I don't think I did. Like, no, like I thought that I did. And then like, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I think we finally just got to the point to where we're just like so mentally drained and exhausted. Mm -hmm. And we're doing a lot more like self-care and actually putting ourselves first versus like, and you know, obviously the kids, but versus like other people. Right. And I think that's kind of what's helped both of us kind of get to the point to where we're like, fuck that. Like, I know what I bring to the table. And it's like, yeah, no, before I was like, oh yeah. Like I was, I was awesome. I was loyal. I was whatever, but that I was still a hot ass mess. You know what right. I mean? So like now we're in places to where it's like, yeah, we're never, there's no such thing as being completely healed. Like there's always going to be triggers. There's always going to be something, but the fact that like you are aware of your triggers and that you communicate and you are doing something to be better and not just live in the trauma, that means a lot more than anything. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people that are very not self-aware. And I think that we've both became very self-aware, especially like just in the past few years with all the craziness that's gone in our lives, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, it's true what they say. Like, you really do go through some hard shit so that it can break you down and you can rebuild because yeah. 
I mean, this, I've, I've been trying to heal from all my mess for the last four years, you know, but like things keep like triggering me. But I mean, like this past year alone with everything that's going on with me, the amount of like self-awareness that I've come to like realize of that's happened to me and like what I need to like heal and let go. And, and it's like, you, it's not, I don't think you need to let go of it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's part of my life. It happened to me. It's just how you like, I mean, how you heal from it and um, how do you use that to your advantage? You know, use your situation to your advantage to make you a better person. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I, if one like the one thing that like I want to do, you know, now that realizing all of this, like I just wish there was like somebody that I would have had when I was in my twenties or maybe my teenage years that could have realized that in their life, you know, like they had gone through something similar and they could have taken me under my wing, under their wing, and like kind of helped me realize because I, I never had anybody like that. Yeah. Like I sit here and I think about it and I'm like, I never had a mentor or I never had, I never had that one person, a female, you know, that I can go to and confide in. Like, I just never had that. And it sucks because there's so many kids that grow up and they don't have that either. And yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's like, I'm glad that like, I can be kind of like that for Sky. Yeah. A lot of stuff in this generation is even way more train wrecked than we were. Um, but um, I, the one thing I will give them though, is that they are very um, big on like mental health type stuff. So, I mean, I guess I'll give them that, but I mean, I kind of do the same. Like I try to pay it forward for the simple fact that like you, I didn't have that either. You know, like I literally just internalized everything and I really didn't talk to my mom about, I mean, I talked to my mom about stuff, but like, not really like serious stuff like until i was actually like an adult you know um and i started kind of being way more aware that like damn like i do have depression and all that because i had had to ask her because it's a freaking hereditary thing you know like and so and then there's like a lot of stuff that i learned about her too as a an adult that like obviously she didn't tell me before and that makes kind of sense as to like why she was the way she was as a mom or like, you know, and it's just all stuff that I learn. And I, one thing that I've like, being a parent is terrifying, especially when you've gone through the stuff that we did as kids. And because like, you just don't want your children to have to go through it. So like ever since Izzy literally could like comprehend what was going on, I was like, no one touches this. No one touches that. Like, you know, like you don't see no one's privates. No one sees your privates. You don't sit on no one's lap. If you don't want to hug somebody, you don't have to. You know, like how pe- parents would be like, oh, go give Uncle oh. So-and-so a hug. Yeah. Like for us. <clears throat> yeah. Like, no, if, if you don't want to hug them, if you don't want to be around them, no. Like I teach him boundaries so that way, like when he's he can set those boundaries because it's like, that's your bubble. That's your personal space. That's your body. Like, even if you don't want me to hug you, tell me, you know what I mean? Like if you don't want whatever, like 
and I teach him that. And he's very like, he's like a lot like me. It's that cancer shit, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. But at the same time, I told him, I was like, at the end of the day, like, if somebody's feelings are going to be hurt, you don't want to give them a hug. They probably have some weird ulterior motives, you know, like they should understand your personal space. And if they don't, then you don't need to associate with them, you know? Exactly. And I always told him, like, even I was like, you better not be hugging no girls. You better not, you know, because I don't want I don't want any of that type of stuff either. And like you said, I want. Because, I mean, Izzy, unfortunately, has seen me like have mental breakdowns, like, I mean, all, through all the breakups, the divorce, like all that shit. And um, I just he deserves like a way better put together mom, you know. And so that's why I'm like, I'm really trying to get it together, you know, because like kids are little empaths. They can pick up on your energy. Mm -hmm. And like, if you don't feel like you're worth it, like, especially Izzy's a lot like me, he'll internalize stuff too, you know? And I just don't want that on his heart because it has nothing to do with him. You know what I mean? So... I always say that like he saved me and I still to this day like believe that because I feel like if I didn't have him, I don't know if I would even be like on this part of my healing journey or whatever, you know? Yeah, 100% dude. That's how I feel. This I feel the same way with my kids. Like they have, they have made me a better person and I owe it to them to be person that they deserve and with the scary part of like you don't want history repeating itself right that's huge to me because so I finally told my mom you know because for the longest I was like what's gonna help me heal you know how do I how do I heal from this and I sat there you know last year on deployment and I was like how do I how do I heal from this? Like, how do I, like, what do I need to do? And dude, I remember just sitting in my rack on deployment and I was like, I need to tell my mom, like, I need to let it out. I think it's huge that it's a huge part of me that's been eating me inside that my mom didn't believe me. And it's a huge part of me that I need to tell my uncle because my uncle was like my dad, you know, my uncle raised me and I, this man, and I looked up to him and he was like the best thing in my life when I was little, like I was obsessed with my uncle, you know, and it was his wife's uh, brother that did that to me. So I was like, those are the two people that I need to tell. And I think I'm going to be able to, I I think I'm going to be able to start healing from this. So I told my mom and I felt horrible because she just started crying. And and then she told me her story. She told me that she was raped when she was a teenager in Mexico. And she just cried her eyes out. And she just, you know, kept saying that she was sorry for not. She's like, she was like, you didn't tell me. And I was like, I did, mom. I was like, and I'm not telling you for you to feel bad. Like, I don't want you to feel bad. Like, I understand now that I have kids, like, it's scary. It's a fucking mm-hmm thought to think that your kids are being sexually molested by someone like it's scary and I know you didn't want to hear it because you were scared that it may be true and 
you know, we had this deep conversation and she's like, I hate that it happened to you. She's like, I didn't want it to happen to you. And like, it scares me because I have a little girl and I would fucking murder someone. Like, I just, the thoughts in my head, like, it scared me so much to think about that, you know? And to know that it happened to my mom and it's like, fuck, and it happened to me. Like, God, please, I beg you, like, break the cycle, you know? It's like, how do we break the cycle? And it's like, you know, like you said, telling them, you got to you gotta show bond- boundaries from the moment that they're little, you know? Like, they need to know from day one what a boundary is. If you don't want to hug someone, then you don't have to. And I told that, you know, because obviously me and Amelia is that have different beliefs. My biggest thing to him was like, stop having her kiss your family. Like, it's not okay, you know? Like, it's not okay. Like, if it's not you or me, like, she should not be kissing anyone else, you know? And, um... So it's usually the family of the people that are closest that are the ones doing it. Right, exactly. So it's been a huge thing for me. Um, trying to teach my daughter about her. Elijah know, like, you know, he knows. Like, nobody comes near you if you don't want them to. And growing in a Hispanic household, like like you said, I had to hug everyone. Yeah. Because if I didn't, it was disrespectful. I even had to hug my the person that did that things to me. Yeah. Because he, we would go to family parties and he was there. And I didn't tell anybody. So guess what I had to do when I was growing up? You I would step- have to fake and give him hugs. And I felt so disgusting. So then I told my uncle and my uncle was like, I'm so sorry, Miha. Like, why didn't you say something? Like, what do you want to do now? Like, he was like, do you want to call the cops? Like, you can still do it. And I was like, why would I do that? Like, I'm 34. Like, well, I was 32 when I told him. But I was like, why would I do that? You know, like, what's the point now? Like, he's... 60 something like I'm like what like what is the point of it me even saying nothing now you know I was like the only reason why I'm telling you is because I needed to let it out of my chest and I needed to finally let you guys know what I went through and I'm trying to heal from it and it just sucks because like I haven't heard back from my uncle you know so it's like it's still like a constant fight of like you know I told him what I needed to tell him and he took it the way he needed to take it. And my, I feel better now knowing that I told them about it because I looked up to them, you know? And my mom, like, doesn't talk to my family anymore, you know, to their side. Like, she's cut uh, ties with them, and it sucks. Um, but that's what my mom thought was best for her mental health, you know, to get away from that family um, or the family members that, you know, did that to me. But it just sucks, you know? Like, it's just, it's just crazy the things that you put up with due to a traumatic experience like that. Mm -hmm. But... We're healing, we're learning how to let go, we're learning how to 
you know, better ourselves. And I just hope that people realize sooner than later, you know, yeah, that they need to heal their trauma before, um, before they date anybody, before they do anything really, because it, def it definitely pours over into everything. Like, I mean, even like you said, like it pours over at work because you're like, you second guess yourself on stuff or, I mean, even, I mean, us, we're females, E7 females in the military, you know what I mean? And then it's like, we already have enough against us. And then when we're doubting ourselves, it doesn't help. And we doubt ourselves as mothers and partners and, you know. And it's just kind of like realizing that we are worth more than we've been given. Um, and that, you know, we just have to keep working and living. And then eventually what we deserve is going to be there for us. Because I think that dealing with a lot of the trauma has kind of just caused us to settle a lot and just kind of accept like the bare minimum from just various things in our lives. But yeah. But yes, word of advice. Anyone listening to our podcast is, um, like I said earlier, mentor mentors are huge. Um, I think it is important that we surround ourselves with strong, like-minded women um, in order to be able to heal from things that have, you know, caused us to believe that we're not worth it. Um, and finding someone that you can rely on to talk about things like this, because like I said earlier, if I would have had someone guide me through this life to show me the ways of, you know, healing and, you know, if I would have learned sooner, um, how to heal from what happened to me, like, oh, my life would be so much different than what it is now. Um, not that I'm going to sit here and complain about my life because I think everything happened for a reason and it happened the way that it needed to happen for me to be where I am now. And I don't regret my kids. I love my kids to death. Like they are the best thing that happened to me. Um, but I think that my heart would have gone through less heartache yeah. as far as relationships and even friendships. If I would have known how to set healthy boundaries from the beginning and, you know, and know that I am worth so much. I'm not worth, my only worth is not what my body can provide, but what my mind can provide because I, I'm not like the smartest tool in the box, but I think about it and I think about like everything that I've been through and I have so much knowledge in my head that like I can share with people, you know, and I can share my experiences. And I can share so much of, you know, learning, <clears throat> learning yourself, learning to be like the best version of you. And I just hope that, you know, we do better for this young generation that is growing up right now because someone needs to change the way the world is. And I hope it's them. Yeah. Thanks for us being able to heal. I agree. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, this was rough getting through this. Yeah, but I think it was super important. And I mean, I've definitely gotten a lot of feedback on like some of our episodes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, you know, like one of my friends had messaged me the other day and was like, it was about, um, I think, like the sexual assault, sexual harassment one. And was like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know, like that also happened to my sister and I had her listen to it. And she was like, said that like it really helped her like feel like she wasn't alone. And mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we're doing some good. Hope it only so. takes one person, right? If you yeah. can change, if you can change someone and you can help one person, I think to me, that's valuable. Yeah. Like, I so many people feel the same way we do or so many people are struggling with the things mm -hmm. that we've struggled with or are still struggling with and i think that us just being vulnerable and opening up about our shit um really helps people feel like they're not alone and that like they see you know us pushing through doing the mom thing doing the military thing like all that stuff and like it gives them kind of hope like well if these crazy bitches can do it i can too you know so <laughs> and another big thing like if someone's gonna be using what you tell them about your traumas like if someone uses that against you it has nothing to do with you as a person like you were vulnerable and opened up about something that's so traumatic and personal to you and if that person is willing to use that against you then it has more to say about them than it does about you because you were you were willing to share such a personal story and they used it as a tool to hurt you back you know yeah. and it's I, nothing has nothing to do with you as a person because you were born vulnerable enough to say it and give them that you know dark uh, part of you but it has more to do with who they are as a person and I think that's huge too like I don't know for opening up to trusting someone, you know, just like take it with the fact that like that person is probably not worth being in your, in, in your life if that's what they're going to do. Right. And then just to go along with that, like I, like I was saying earlier, I internalize a lot of stuff. So like people do me dirty or cheat on me or leave me for somebody else or, you know, say hurtful things. I internalize it and then it makes me feel like my self-worth is like lower and that yeah, like, I'm, you like know, that. but at the same thing, kind of like at that situation, like it has way more to do with them than it has to do with you. Like if somebody's putting you down, treating you like shit, cheating on you, whatever, like don't allow that. I mean, I need to take my own advice, but <laughs> right? don't allow that to like make you feel like you're any less worthy of love or respect or whatever because i feel like especially women i mean i know men do it too but like we internalize so much that happens to us and think that it's us because i'm constantly like what's wrong with me like i got dumped again or what's wrong with me or they dumped me and now they're with that bitch or whatever you know yeah. and i always internalize stuff but at the end of the day like all the stuff that's happened to me i could be a total piece of shit and it would totally be warranted but that's just not who I am and that's just not how my heart is. And I'm glad that like, I have not allowed all the bad stuff that's happened to me to change who I am 
while some mm -hmm. people like one thing will happen to them and they're just like, oh, I got my heart broke. I'm going to treat everybody like shit. And I, I'm a firm believer in like, don't do that because karma is going to come back and get you. But yeah. not only that, like they're not the ones that hurt you. Like I don't take out, you know, the shit that other people did not to me on other people um, because one, it's not fair to that person. Like, do they have to deal with my trauma? Yeah. But like, that's why you communicate. But just know that no matter what you're going through, like whether it's a friendship, relationship, whatever, if anybody's trying to make you feel shitty about who you are or what you've been through or anything like that, it has nothing to do with you. And it's their own insecurities and their own stuff that they haven't addressed. And they're just projecting it onto you. Yep. So remember, you are worth it. Yes. And you are loved. Cared for, yeah. If, no, if nobody else loves you, then love yourself because that's the only person that matters. Yes. Yes. So just piece of advice. But yep. thank you for joining us this week on One Thing or Another. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>